I'm Kate. And I'm Anna. We're about to give you some spooky shit, people on their absolute worst behavior, and everything in between. This is Blood and Booze. It's been going. It's been yeah. I was trying to catch the whole thing that you were doing, <laughs> but I only caught the second half of it. If you want to give it one more time, okay, okay, guys. Hello, we are back with episode four, and today is a little different. It's gonna be just me, a solo episode. But you also yeah. didn't say hello, our beautiful oh, I listeners. Didn't. Beautiful listeners. Um, yeah, today's episode four is going to be just me giving a story, a uh, story case deal. I'm excited. It's a, it's to a twofer hear about this one because yeah. I know you're excited about it. Um, oh, so today we are drinking. It's kind of something that I just put together on the spot. Um, it's really not even a cocktail. It's basic. Like I said, it's bourbon on the rocks with a hint of flavor. We had an elder lemon <laughs> um, and an elder cucumber that we had to use. So yes. um, they're on their last leg. Yeah. I just I muddled the cucumber with some simple lemon juice and put some bourbon in there and mixed it with some ice and put it in a cup. So, yep. Shut your mouth and drink it. I like that. Bourbon on the rocks with flavor. Okay. That citrus is hitting. That, that elder lemon did good. <laughs> it's a little oldie. Today, we are talking about the La Lurie Mansion, House of Horrors in New Orleans. <gasps> Ooh, spooky. Yes. Okay. So... This story takes place in the mid-1800s in New Orleans at 1140 Royal Street. Mm. Now let's dive into why this seemingly charming mansion and property are the site of the most horrific displays of cruelty and torture known in New Orleans. And there's been a lot of torture and cruelty in New Orleans. If Mm -hmm. it's the most, then I can't even imagine. Yeah. All right. Diving in. So Marie Delphine McCarty was born in New Orleans on March 19th, 1787, as one of five children. Her father's side came to America from Ireland in 1730, and her mother was French. Both her parents were prominent in the Creole community, making her somewhat of a socialite. Her uncle by marriage, Esteban Rodriguez Miro. I love that name. I know. Uh, was the governor of the Spanish American provinces in Louisiana and Florida from 1785 to 1791. Also, her cousin, Augustin de McCarty, 
was mayor of New Orleans from 1815 to 1820. Um, Delphine, which is what she went by, um, was four years old when the Haitian Revolution began in 1791. This made slave owners in the southern U.S. and Caribbean uh, terrified of a resistance or rebellion from their slaves. Because of this, people began to abuse their slaves even more harshly. And in fact, um, actually before this uprising, Delphine's uncle was murdered by his slaves that he owned in 1771. Good. And then after that, I put little asterisks with slow clap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so now to get into her marriages. Um, so on June 11th, 1800, Delphine married. Okay, here we go. The name. Don Ramon de Lopez y Angulo. Wow. <laughs> and he was a high-ranking Spanish royal officer, and she married him at the age of 13. Jesus yeah. Christ. In 1804, while they were both en route to Madrid for business-related affairs, Don Ramon suddenly died in Havana. Uh, a few days later, Delphine gave birth to their daughter, um, and her name... Holy shit. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Marie Borgia Delphine Lopez y Angulo de la Candelaria. Wow, that is name. a mouthful. These are all very royal names so far, yeah. though. She like, was nicknamed uh, Borgita, though. Borgita? Borgita. Um, and so after her husband died and she gave birth to their daughter, she returned to New Orleans. Um, so... And it's so funny. All of her marriages happened in June. That's weird. She was married three times. So in June 1808, um, Delphine married her second husband, Jean Blanc. Jean Blanc. Jean Blanc. Uh, he was a prominent banker, merchant, lawyer, and legislator. Uh, during their marriage, he purchased a house at 409 Royal Street for the family, which became known as Villa Blanc. Oh, Okay. I feel like it's very, uh, what is it, like full of himself? Yeah, that's how, like, yeah, egocentric. <laughs> this is about me. Yeah. Uh, Delphine went on to have four children with Blanc, and I shit you fucking not, these are their names. <laughs> Marie Louise Pauline, Louise Marie Laure, Marie Louise Jean. And Jean-Pierre Paulin Blanc. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they all basically had different variations of the same name. They all had, like, three first names. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, But her husband, Jean Blanc, died in 1816. So now on to her third marriage. In June 1825, Delphine married her third husband, Leonard Louise Nicholas LaLaurie. He was a physician and actually much younger than she was. Um, hey, Wally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in 1831, she purchased the property at 1140 Royal Street uh, on her own with little to no involvement of her husband, Dr. LaLaurie. Wow, okay. Um, 
The two-story mansion, along with attached slave quarters, was constructed the following year, and she resided there with her husband and two of her daughters. While living there, she continued to maintain a central position in the New Orleans elite society. And she has, like, a lot of, like, widow money right now. Exactly, yeah. And, I mean, she came from money, too. Right. Um, So, in November 1832, uh, Delphine petitioned the first judicial district court for a separation from her third husband, Dr. LaLaurie. Oh, wow. Citing that he treated her in such a manner as to render her living together unsupportable or render their living together as unsupportable. Yeah. Um, this was confirmed by three of her children and um, the separation, it didn't last because they stayed married um, oh. and they stayed, they continued to live together. Um, so now we're going to get into the house fire of 1834 at the LaLaurie Mansion. Okay. So there are differing stories of Delphine's treatment of the slaves that she owned. Uh, some said that the slaves under her care seemed haggard and wretched. Hmm. Uh, but others said that she seemed to be polite and kind to all slaves, including that of others and freed slaves as well. We do know that there was funeral registration documents of 12 slaves that died at the Royal Street Mansion between 1830 and 1834. Oh, my God. So 12 slaves died in her house within a span of four years. Not dust at all? That's documented. Okay, okay. Undocumented. We don't know how many died. Yeah, yeah. Um. But the cause of the deaths are unknown. It could have been a multitude of things. Sure. Um, and amongst these deaths were that of a cook and a laundress, Bonnet, and her four children between the <gasps> ages of 13 and 3. Oh. Court records also show that Delphine freed two slaves in 1819 and 1832. Two male, two male slaves. Um, a woman named Harriet Montanu. Um, she visited New Orleans in 1836 to write about Delphine and the Lollery Mansion in the wake of what I'm about to go into. Okay. So um, Harriet Montano, she was an English social theorist uh, that wrote from a sociological, holistic, religious female angle. And she's actually considered to be the first female sociologist. Um, but it all started when a neighbor witnessed an eight-year-old slave girl fall to her death from the Lollery Mansion roof. Wow. Um, it is said that she was brushing Delphine's hair and she accidentally hit a snag or like a tangle mm. in Delphine's hair and it sent her into like a blind fucking rage and she started chasing this girl with a whip. Oh my god. And the girl to get away from her fled to the roof and fell oh and died. God. Like um, you would ha you would only do that if you were really scared. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You're terrified. Yeah. Um, so due 
Due to this incident, um, an investigation was opened on the Lollery family for illegal cruelty, and they were found guilty um, and then forced to forfeit nine of their slaves. Unfortunately, um, these slaves were actually brought back by a relative. So they were forfeited, um, I guess, en route to different houses and a relative intercepted it yes Ugh. so uh martineau she also recounts stories from new orleans locals about how delphine would chain her cook to the stove by her ankle um, and this was actually confirmed by law enforcement um, and beat her own daughters if she caught them trying to feed the slaves <gasps> oh my god so 12 of them they probably all starved to death yeah, they were extremely malnourished, neglected, um, and even her own daughters tried to show them some kindness behind their mother's back. Right. And then she found out she would beat her own kids. Wow. For, yeah. Um, so on April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out in the mansion that started in the kitchen Uh, After analyzing the scene, it was determined that the fire was intentionally started by the cook as a suicide attempt. Um, The neighbors and other locals came rushing to the mansion to make sure that everyone was evacuated and safe. And they tried entering the slave quarters, but it was locked. And when they asked for the key, the Lollery family refused and resulting um, in the townspeople breaking down the door. Nice. Once inside, they discovered a gruesome and horrific scene. And this is a quote. Um, Seven slaves, more or less horribly mutilated, suspended by their necks with their limbs stretched and torn from one extremity to the other. (sighs) That was the quote. Um, What the fuck? Yeah. One of the people that witnessed this was Judge um, Jean-Francois Cananger. Um, He stated that he saw a woman wearing an iron collar and an elderly woman that had received a deep gash on her head and was too weak to walk. (gasps) Cananger said, Um, He approached Dr. Lollery about everything he saw and was told uh, by Dr. Lollery in like a very like snarky way. um, Some people had better stay at home rather than come to others' homes and dictate laws and meddle in other people's business. To the judge? To the judge. Yeah. Okay. So. um, It's over, lady. (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) Um, So. After the abused and um, after the abuse and possible murder of the Lollery slaves was brought to light, an angry mob of New Orleans locals was formed where they attacked the mansion and destroyed any and everything that they could get their hands on, um, resulting in the residents having hardly anything left but the walls. Good. Um, wow. So, yeah. So, that's that justice right there. That's that instant, like, you got to know you are sick. What is it like vigilante justice? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Ugh, that's just vile. So um, all the slaves that were taken from the house um, were then taken to the city jail for public viewing. <gasps> what? I know. I know. Um, and it, they said that like up to 4,000 people came to view these slaves just as like a oh my god did it actually happen just to ogle at them like they're not fucking human beings yeah um so due to malnutrition and neglect two of those slaves actually um sadly passed away even after after being taken from the lottery mansion two of them passed away um while law enforcement was digging in the yard during their investigation, um, they discovered the remains of two adults and the remains of a child in the condemned well on the grounds. Wow. Um, so a little bit about um, after this happened. Uh, during the mob attack, Delphine was able to get away. No. Mm-hmm. And she fled on a coach to the waterfront where she traveled to Mobile, Alabama. Oh, my God. <laughs> a little close to home. Yeah, a little um, too close. <laughs> she traveled to Mobile and then to Paris under self-imposed exile. There is actually not much of her life documented after the fire and her escape. All we know is that she wanted to return to New Orleans uh, at some point, but was discouraged by relatives because, I mean, they were like, yeah, people are... They're going to kill you. Yeah, people are going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Don't come back. Yeah. Stay in Paris. But um, honestly, she should have went back. Yeah. I got a little mutilation treatment. Right, a right. little taste of your own a medicine. eye for an eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she died in Paris on December 7th, 1849 at the age of 62. That would, that's what I was telling you. So yeah. the first episode that we did was the, the toolbox. toolbox killers. Yeah. And there were two dates in there, April 24th and January 19th, which are my daughter and my or one of my daughters and my grandmother's birthday and december 7th is my other daughter's birthday that is just wild yeah. that's weird yeah um so what you see now at 1140 royal street um it's not it's actually not the same building where the atrocities occurred because um, of it burning down because the mob yeah yeah so the mob burned down the original structure and it actually sat vacant for about four years until Pierre Trastor um, rebuilt it to what you see today. Um, Over the many years, it has been used as a public high school, a conservatory of music, an apartment building, a refugee for young delinquents, um, a bar and a furniture store. So it's been a multitude of things. Yeah. Um, There were also a few additions that were constructed in the 19th and 20th centuries. um, And it stands at three stories tall. It's a huge building. Um, in In 2007, Nicolas Cage bought the house for $3.45 million. Oh my God. But he actually lost it to foreclosure. 
and it was purchased by Regions Bank oh. uh, for $2.3 million. Well, he lost some money on that thing. Little fun fact about me is I fucking love Nicholas Cage. He's grown on me. I think I went through a phase of being like, oh, you know, bird hair. And then, I, right, yeah. But I actually like him a lot more now, like the I, pig and stuff. I, oh my God, that was such a good movie. Yeah, I cried. Oh, yeah, me too. I love, I love really bad Nicolas Cage movies. You like those wizard ones you just do in there? Sorcerer or whatever. Um, It was something about a witch. I don't know. All the really bad, like cheesy ones. There was there were a couple that he actually made in Mobile, like downtown Mobile. He used for a few of his movie sets. Um, and he he has a house in Fairhope. And my mom met him because she worked at the Grand Hotel in Point Clear, and really? he was out by the pool one day with his family. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. It was oh, so weird. Huh. Um, so yeah, you know, Regions bought the bank after it was foreclosed. Um, and the last time it changed hands was in 2010 when the current owner, Michael Whalen, bought it for $2.1 million. Okay. So there have been many accounts um of heinous and exaggerated retellings of what actually was discovered in the Lollery Mansion during the fire of 1834. Yeah. Um, but nothing has been confirmed or supported by any source. Um, there were like two authors. Um, they published some books and, you know, some... A dramatic retelling of the album. And I mean, they went as far as to say, like, they painted it to be, like, people's abdomens were cut over or cut open and their intestines were, like, slung over their shoulders. Oh, and Yeah. Really like, gruesome. And fingernails ripped out. Like, they painted it to be that way um, when none of that stuff actually happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, just as a lot of things are exaggerated. Um, over I mean, the even years. American Horror Story. I think that they kind of did a a I little was moment literally about that. Just about to oh, talk really? about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in American Horror Story, Coven, Kathy Bates. Yeah. <laughs> she portrayed Delphine as an immortal racist that is cursed to be a servant to a current day black witch named Queenie. Oh, which we love to see it. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it is also said to be haunted by the tortured souls of the Lollary slaves and cursed. I feel like that kind of negative energy is probably really hard to get rid of. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so every owner that um, has purchased or had the building or land for any amount of time has either died shortly after purchasing the house um, or has been dealt a really terrible hand of bad luck and turmoil. Mm. Um, it was investigated by Jack Osborne and Katrina Weidman on their show Portals to Hell. Huh. I think it's on travel, maybe. Hmm. Um Portals to yeah, yeah, it's a great name. <laughs> they believe that it is indeed haunted, um, but not as evil as and twisted as most people 
think that it is. Yeah. Um, they think that it's mostly just like re- residual energy um, and maybe like one or two intelligent spirits. Like through, I watched the video through their investigation. It was mostly just like, you know, like doors being slammed and stuff like that. Um, but they actually interviewed several people that had experiences while living or working in the mansion um, over the years. So um, everything from full body apparitions, uh, poltergeist activity, which is like closing doors and stuff like that. They can actually touch things. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And being touched and shoved. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, one lady that they interviewed, um, she lived there as a girl whenever it was an apartment building. Oh. And she said that, you know, she experienced all the things because she, she was, was young. a kid. Yeah. yeah. And when she was an adult, she actually went back to the house, I guess, to kind of like make peace with what happened. Or maybe to try and yeah piece it together because she had all these weird experiences. Right. And to go back to the house and... I guess just kind of see if anything happened or if it was something that she, you know, created in her mind when she was a kid. Right. But she said whenever she went back, she was shoved to the floor. (gasps) (laughs) I hate that so much. And she said that um, her dad, whenever they lived there, said that in his room, he had this big like armoire dresser kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And from behind it, a man with a top hat just walked out from behind the armoire and just stood at the end of his bed like, hey, bud. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, But I, I mean, it's still there today. I think you can take a tour. Of the regions? (laughs) So the guy that owns it now, Michael Whalen, um, he, I mean, it's privately owned. It's his house. And he... He's some like billionaire, like Texas energy mm-hmm. guy. Um, and he said that he just uses the house on the weekends to entertain. To pick up broads. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is the story of the Lollery Mansion. Wow. That's really terrible. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a bitch. <laughs> God. <laughs> and it's like... Of course, there's exaggerations on the story, but really, like, what awful, just what human cruelty. And she's not the only person who has been so awful. Absolutely not. I, she's just one of the ones that got caught. Yeah. Yep. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that during that time period, there were so many people that oh yeah treated the people that they owned um like this yes you know she was one of the ones that got caught good and it it was illegal Mm -hmm. to do that during this time yeah so i um man it's crazy that we still don't have documentation of all the people that died there we don't even know who it was and then their relatives are probably out here today still Mm -hmm. not knowing who like their grandparents are the great great grandparents Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's tragic and it it's bizarre to me that there was like a woman and her four kids that died. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's I mean, maybe sickness. Maybe. That I mean, was one thing 1800s. that was said. Yeah, that it might it might have been sickness, but probably due to malnourishment, and all of her kids died. Yeah, that's it's a little weird fishy to me. Yeah, maybe they tried to get out. Possibly. Yeah, because they would freaking. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Lynch lynching yeah. was like a huge thing. Like yeah. for a long time, people would be lynched. Like, I bet I bet she killed them. More than likely. All right, guys. Well, it's a little shorty today. Yeah, it's just me. So um, I hope y'all enjoyed it. And if you ever go to the Lollery Mansion in New Orleans, because it's a little hop, skip and a jump away from Picola. Let me know. Let me know if anything happens to you. Yeah, seriously. Curious. Yeah, because I'm not going to fucking do it. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going to fucking do it. But if y'all want to go. Let us know. Give us your review. Yeah. Let us know if anything happens. All right, guys. We love you. Hope you had a good day, good week. And we'll see you next time. Bye.